You're listening to the Collab Talk podcast, episode 69 of the MVP Buzz Chat series. In this episode, I'm talking with Office Apps and Services MVP, Mark Anderson. Hey, this is Christian Buckley with another MVP Buzz Chat, and I'm here with Mark today. Mark, good afternoon. Hi, Christian. How are you? So, Mark, who are you? I mean, people like (laughs) there's this this guy that randomly shows up. You had the halo briefly over you, but you've adjusted now. But yeah, well, I'm not Mark Andreessen, first of all. Make sure everyone understands that. We'll just wrap this up then. Well, you had more hair than I thought. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm Mark Anderson. I live in, in the Boston area. Um, I have a company called Simpraxis Consulting with four other incredibly talented people. And I, I'll end up talking about them at some point. And, so and Todd. And Todd. Yeah. And Todd. Well, he's one of the four other ones. And oh, I guess, whatever. Todd, Todd and I are actually <laughs> doing some pretty fun work together. It's, Todd, it's, Todd would be a blast to work with, although I have to assume that over time, mental damage will happen. Case in point, shame. True. Yes, but you know, he's in Iowa, and it's, it's a pretty safe distance. That's right. You've got a few states bu- buffer there. So yeah, so what, what is it that Simpractice does? What do, you, what do you guys do? Well, uh, we, we're consultants. There are five of us. We're all consultants. We've got no overhead, which is sort of nice. You know, I, I run the accounting stuff and Julie berates me and, you know, we, we, we each have our role. Um, but we're consultants and we work on uh, SharePoint, Office 365, Azure, um, everything from strategy around, you know, why would we collaborate, which is a question that some people ask themselves, to, you know, setting up servers, to building out information architecture, to writing lots of custom code, um, and everything in between, all the glue and spackle and rubber bands and paper clips that make all of that work. Uh, we've had um, Todd uh, guest host for like our the Utah uh, SharePoint user group. So we do yep. a little virtual thing, a webinar, and I've been uh, you know chasing uh, Julie to do something as well on various topics. Kind of what are the latest things that you're out there talking about? Because you've been on the speaking circuit for the whole time I've been in the space. I'm I'm on my like fourth pair of sneakers from the circuit. <laughs> um. What am I talking about lately? Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always banging the uh, information architecture texture drum, you know, because if you don't think about how to set up, con- how, how to construct content in somewhat logical ways, you will reap very few benefits from the kinds of technologies that we work with. Um, I, wait a second. I was under the impression that with now Teams as the primary you know, hub for workspace and SharePoint more on the back end, that information <laughs> architecture is just, it's done automatically. The AI yeah. handles that or something. Yeah, the machine learning, right? Yes. Machine learning is going to solve everything. I, I, can, I, can I use the word bullshit? <laughs> I mean, it, that's not, that's not, it's just not the case. I mean, at some point, computers may be smart enough to classify everything for us. But yeah, when would we know that we've been machine learned? <laughs> well, I suppose when when I'm out of work, um, I, it, I I think that I think that there are always going to be qualities of content. You know, it it it's it's a di- the difference between 
like uh, thinking about manufacturing systems or financial systems, things that are very rigid for good reason. And what information workers do is very different, right? A lot of what we bring to, to the table as value is in here. And we can't always quantify that stuff. And that's been going on. I mean, I, I used to do what we called knowledge management back in the middle 90s, right? So this is how many, how many years in? 25 years in from that. And before that, there were other things. Now we call it collaboration. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all part and parcel of the same thing. But the stuff that goes on inside people's brains and between, between people when they're working together on, on uh, more information-based uh, jobs is a lot of it's very vague. And a lot of it um, uh, is subjective, but we can, bring some, we can bring some reason to it. We can bring some structure to it and help facilitate better conversations, better thinking, better decision-making by putting a little rigor around things. You know, dumping, the, the classic example is, you know, you take a, a shared folder of documents that's got, you know, you've got 10,000 documents, four, four or five folders deep on some shared server somewhere, and you dump them all into SharePoint. Ta-da! Nothing happens, nothing. Nothing gets better. Search might be a little bit better, but not much. Well, eventually all that stuff gets indexed, so something happens. Yes, <laughs> the machine gets, gets filled up, you know. Yeah. It gets to chew on all. Anyway, well, that's, so that's, I, that was I, always I, part of, like, when with search, you know, when, when, like, the fast acquisition happened, Microsoft went and bought fast search. And you started to see, you know, still as a standalone, and then slowly you saw features coming across and then fully baked within uh, SharePoint, you know, that we started to have conversations around uh, you know the contextual nature of everything else that you're doing in collaboration and how that impacts search even to the extent that you had uh, for a while there you know like you go and do a search and based on your Facebook connections and LinkedIn network that certain results you know and, and my complaint about that was well well what if I'm you know, uh, uh, link to or chatting with in Facebook, a bunch of morons that's going <laughs> to skew my data results, my search results. That never happens though. Uh, I know, not in Facebook. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, and I, and I, you know, I think, I mean, you're right to bring up search because search is one place where all this stuff matters, but it's also in facilitating good work, right? You know, if we don't have some metadata attached to things, we actually can't do our jobs as well. And it's, you know, so that, so the processes that we want uh, people to go through, not necessarily highly repetitive, but, you know, how can I be smarter about looking at a document as I review it? What do I need to know in order to make a good decision? And, you know, the dirty secret is everyone just pushes the approve button, right? right. But if we could, if we could put some information in front of, in front of you, because we've distilled it out of that document so that you know whether it's something you need to read, read in a, in a more, respectful way, let's say, than just pushing the button, then, then you're going to do your job better. So there, I mean, there are all kinds of nuances to this, but I think information architecture, I mean, it's always going to be a passion of mine. Um, I think that, that helping people understand how to use these technologies to get the most out of them. And it's not about, you know, more memory in the server. It's more about changing the way you think about your work in order to get things done better. Well, and, and so that's part of it too is is that we're we talk extensively about automation and artificial intelligence and the machine learning kind of all those capabilities, 
But the story with information architecture has always been, there's only so much you can go and automate that you can, you know, uh, for example, like moving a file from one folder to another can apply different metadata um, based on its, its location and who touched it and any other assets around that. Just the fact that you create a document you're talking with your team members about it. You then share it with me. I then have other conversations about it. You know, in the graph, we can now have independently multiple relevant assets, artifacts created, generated around that one document that the two of us shared. And you may not be aware of the stuff that I'm doing and I'm not aware of what you're doing other than that document. Although the system can, if tuned correctly, Right. can capture those things and add that in and, you know, add more value, more context yeah. to the rest of the and, work that we I do. mean, you, you know that I'm a natural cynic, just the way I was born. What? Um, oh. And, you know, I think, I think a lot of that stuff demos really well. You know, you, you, Cynicism? You, demos well? Is that <laughs> a quote? <laughs> so, you know, it demos well, but then in practice, you know, when I'm out there, you know, I'm, I'm out talking to people who really work in these ecosystems that we've built for them and the things that they actually sit at their desks and do don't necessarily include much of that stuff that demos well yeah. it's mostly you know i'm putting a document in there hey why can't you find my document let's get on the phone and talk about where it really is so trying to improve the way people work together and the technology is the underlying tool is the awesome part if, if, you know, the fact that you're working on something and it shows up on my Delve page because you and I have something else in common actually benefits me in some way, that's awesome. Um, you know, as, as somebody who works inside a small company, we don't see that very often. Mm -hmm. um, and when, but when I talk to people or work with people in the very large companies that we work with, they're not necessarily seeing those benefits either because they haven't changed their minds yet. They aren't going to those places. They aren't thinking about, well, gee, I wonder who else is working on something like this. That's not the way our workplaces in the military industrial complex that sort of came out of the 1950s rewards people for working. You know, there are fiefdoms, there are politics, all that sort of stuff. So you really have to, I mean, when I say you have to think about how to work differently, I, I mean it. I mean, you have to break down those boundaries. We have to have flatter organizations. You know, the kids today may be all over that, but the, the people running the places still may not be. Well, so, and that's why I think also the, the, I think the search is a great way to kind of explain this too, is that, you know, you, we had, uh, so with each of the ticks up the improvements around search inside of SharePoint, and you'd have some different people experience different things. Like, I don't see that it's getting any better for me. Or people saying is like, well, actually, it got much worse. A bunch of things that are supposed to be protected are suddenly now visible to everyone. Well, in both those cases, one, it wasn't open. You had it so locked down that there, you, know, you didn't have access to the things that, and so the search results weren't bringing anything back. In the other case, your security was so lax, you didn't have your information architecture sufficiently covering your intellectual property. And, and so it, uh, it, it, you know, you're finding too much. Right. Um, and so both information architecture, information architecture is a lot of different things. You know, it's, it's not just metadata. It's not just content types. You know, it's, it's how does search work? It's how do you organize your sites? How do you, how do you enable those people to connect across distances and boundaries and things like that? So, 
you know, there's some fuzzy parts of that, but there are also some things where we're actually typing things into lists and making sure that the structures are right. So to me, to me, it's, I mean, we used to, there used to be a discipline that was really important and I'm not going to remember the total, you're, you're going to remind me of the name, like organizational behavior or like, was it OD? Oh, organizational design. There were these things about, there were, there were these uh, disciplines around how, how to get people to work together better as people. Yeah, there, there's, I mean, there's all the sorts of methodologies. There's, uh, you know, systems thinking, there's uh, like, uh, in fact, I just was uh, chatting with somebody over at Microsoft about their, formerly their, uh, um, they had this Microsoft, uh, uh, what was it, the Management Excellence Community, MEC. And it was based on, oh, guys, I just looked up, found the book and just pointed them towards. These the, phrases are so important when they're important. Yeah. Right? But anyway, it was the, so it was taking systems thinking. It was the, the yeah. guy that talks about tops, middles, and bottoms, if that sounds familiar. Uh, he's in the 70s and 80s, wrote yeah. a bunch of books and stuff and did you know, his trainings based on it. Anyway, but it was this idea that whether you're, de you're designing organizations or designing systems, it's all based around people and you know, organically what they actually go and do. And you have a design, two different culture, two different organizations don't try and force fit the same right. model on both of them, which right. is kind yeah. of like a, a, you know, no duh. And yet we try to do that with technology all the time. We try to force fit you know, something through every, if, yeah. if what we ha are holding is a hammer and it's called SharePoint or Teams or whatever it is, then everything looks like a nail. Right. Um, Right. And and so just you, you can't have that kind of approach. And I think organizations are starting to understand that they can't do that. Um, say starting well, to. They're still organizations can't realize anything. Of course, it's the people in the organization. But but that's ex I mean the fact that you said that is exactly part of the problem. Not not that you're no. wrong. No. But Th thank uh, you, Captain Literal. But yes. It, okay. But, but people yes. people don't don't think about the fact that, you know, yeah, I'm writing this code and then the person at the other end has to actually use this damn thing. Does it make sense to me as a developer is one measure of that. Usually it doesn't. And then, you know, putting it in front of people and actually talking to them about how they feel about, you know, the user experience side of things. How do they feel about the process that you're putting them through? And does it make, you know, do they feel that it's made, made them more productive, more innovative, more whatever the metrics are. And by the way, the metrics matter too, because your strategy, all of this ought to be connected to your strategy. You shouldn't be doing any of this unless it's driving some goals in your organization that matter. Yep. Um, you know, if we make everybody taller, but we're actually trying to sh sell small t-shirts, then we've sort of defeated the strategy. You know, I went through an experience, I'm sure you've been through this too, my first time of doing a formal, working with a vendor, um, doing user experience design. And we mm -hmm. had designed this beautiful interface to our, our platform and, and we we're trying to build something that, I'm proud to say that what we designed, what we ended up with back in 2001, the product today in 2019 still looks very similar to the UX that we designed. Cool. Uh, we, it was very, you know, so they can't afford to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a lot of the principles, I mean, are, uh, you know, are the kind of the timeless principles yeah. it. and it was just a great product. Um, but we went through this experience of, you know, that, so me sitting with, there was like three or four of them sitting there watching me for, uh, you know, a couple different sessions, an hour long each 
of using our platform and going through and then asking me, he's like, why did you click on that? What did you expect to see? What are you trying to do next in your role? Well, tell me about what you, what you're doing next. And where do you go from here? What do you come into that? And, and I thought of that when, and I've talked about this in a few episodes here, but um, when Satya Nadella did his first keynote and he talked about, um, you know, some of the problems of the old way of Microsoft developing product, you know, the battling business units, right. They have these, these barriers. And he said, you know, this is, we need to build the best product uh, the best software out there and where we don't have the best product or have any product we need to provide integrations. We need to work with the best solutions and things out there. And then he went on into very roughly paraphrase, talk about looking at the end-to-end user experience, what they're trying to accomplish. Not the fact that we, you know, Microsoft owns this piece right. of it and this piece of it, and we may be the best, but if the two best solutions work poorly across the end-to-end of what the client needs to do, we failed. Yeah. And now, that, that, that's, that was nice stuff to hear. Yeah. <laughs> because... Right. That sure as hell wasn't the case for many, many years. Well, I, I, and honestly, I was sitting in, you know, up watching that keynote uh, and I remember turning to a couple friends and saying, like, I like that just sounds great. I sure hope he can deliver. You know? <laughs> and uh, well, so, it's, I, I think it's, I think it's a, you know, he's, he's, he's all about holistic views of things, I think. I mean, I, I haven't met Satya, but, and I, and I've read that one book, but, um, you know, he, he seems to have, um, you know, maybe it's a systems way of thinking, but it's, 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 it's a way of looking at the, the, the totality of something, a concept, and understanding what the impact is of pulling the levers that, that might be sticking out. And I, I think that's a real, that's, that's, a, that's an unusual talent. I think it's unusual in leaders um, in general, but I, I think it's unusual in people. Um, yeah. So it's, so it's, it's great hard. to see it, him at the helm. But if, if, honestly, people are, you know, naturals at, at that style. Um, I think they call it listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I mean, I don't know much about that, but you know, myself, as my wife reminds me, but um, yeah, it, it's a, but it, I mean, it's a hard skill to, you have to consciously practice that. Yeah. I just, I wanted to let that sink in before I said anything. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't want to run out of time and not talk about something else I've been working oh, on. Oh yeah. What else have you been like, working on? I just, I just stuck a link into the chat. Um, there's a, a new P and P repo for, I, I, I like to call it the repo for the rest of us. So <laughs> <laughs> GitHub is, is a platform upon which you can manage lots of kinds of content. It happens to be that most of it's code. But um, we're building out uh, a repo of documentation that should help people in, I've always lived in the middle of, of the spectrum of things that you can do with these technologies. You know, there's the end user stuff where you can check boxes and, and sort of pull levers and stuff like that. And then there's writing heavy duty code. And I've always sort of sat in the middle. I think that the bridging of those two things is, is often uh, a thing that, an area that a lot of organizations miss. So the, this, this new documentation repo is really to try to help people like citizen developers and power users and site owners to do their jobs better. To, uh, you know, whether they're coming to, this, to these platforms anew, you know, they, this isn't something that they've looked at before, 
or they've been doing it for years and they've always wondered about something. And so trying to get the community revved up to, to contribute content, I'm, I'll, I'll be bothering you at some point to kick in some of your stuff. I mean, sure. you're a voluminous writer. So, you know, it's, it's about trying to give people perspectives on better ways to do things, uh, ways to juxtapose different parts of these technologies that might not be obvious. You know, when should you use Teams versus SharePoint? That kind of discussion, you know, how do you make those decisions? And yeah, you can hire consultants like you or me or, or lots of other talented people, but some of, the, some of the basic blocking and tackling on these decisions ought to be things that we should be able to write down. Just like knowledge management in the middle 90s, you know, we, we tried to find people who understood how to make those decisions and get them to write it down. And then everyone else benefits from that. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, the, the input the community has going, uh, has, has to contribute to this. It's an open source effort sitting on a platform where we can actually start feeding that documentation into Microsoft's docs.microsoft.com. Which so. they're doing a much better job at, but it doesn't mean that we stop doing the things that we're doing. And for those that are just listening and not don't say on the video or the blog, it's, you know, github.com slash uh, uh, SharePoint slash SP dash usage dash docs. I should come Get up with a shorter link. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and, and so, you know, what are some of the types of things that, you know, people can share there? Well, I mean, it's, we're, I'm, I'm trying to start at even the most basic level. I mean, building out a glossary just to define what all these damn words are that we use, you know, what's the difference between a site collection and a site? What does that mean? You know, what does somebody who's working with them need to know um, to to making decisions like do I use a team site or, or a communication site and why? You know, what what criteria should I use for my own organization to make that decision? So, um, you know, some things are going to be very small little chunks of content like definitions. Some things are, you know, I wrote a, I wrote an article. What is it? What is a content type? And. You know, as, as, as many times as I've done sessions about that stuff at, at uh, conferences, a lot of people still don't understand it. And that's totally fine. But the more times we can give them, more places we can give them opportunities to learn about what these things are, the better. And then we can sort of take, take those smaller pieces of content, I think, and glue them, glue them together or refer to them in the sort of more broad or, or wide-reaching kind of discussions around making good decisions and things like that. And I think, I think the other benefit is that we can, as, as people out, as the community, we can probably say some things in different ways than Microsoft would. Right. Well, and, and even from each other, and that was a point I was going to make is that I was in an argument one time, actually, while at SP TechCon Boston a few years back, um, got an argument with somebody who was, he, he wasn't naming me, but it was, it was directed towards me about a blog post that I had written. Uh, and the fact that somebody who uh, he thought was much smarter than me and, and factually is, uh, uh, you know, but wrote this article about the thing that uh, the same topic, and I'm, I'm not trying to be vague. I don't remember what the topic was. It's, it wasn't the point, but um, was the fact that like the, the article had been written and why would I waste my time writing another article? And I said, well, because he's not me, my perspective, my background, my set of readers, followers, users, you know, within the, the ecosystems yeah. that I sit in, like there's, 
you know, there's, so while there's a definition of a site collection, you can go in and search on Bing or Google and find it, you know, to, to have it in context to the rest of the other content and put it together and, and maybe even be a bit more comprehensive about what it is, where it fits and, you know, other things. I mean, look, there, there's, we're, we're going to see it written, you know, dozens more times by experts within yeah. our community around that. And it's all still good and all still wanted, all still relevant. Right. Well, and I'm hoping we can write some of this stuff from, instead of from the technology out, from people in, right? Here's how I think about using these things, as opposed to here's what these things are. Well, that actually kind of goes back. I was going to pull it back to the original comment about like, so now we are, you know, where you have Microsoft Teams, uh, you know, being promoted out out at the forefront of, of Microsoft's offerings. It's, the big measurement for Microsoft salespeople is around that Azure consumption and Dynamics 365, you know, behind that. But Teams out in front, it's the it's the hub for teamwork. And so the question then comes up, and I've done sessions on it already, uh, on you know what are the needs for information architecture uh, in, within Teams? Sure. And and so you need a redefinition of these same things. It, from a team's perspective and how that's applied. That's not been written. Well, and the, and the other interesting thing about this is that, you know, Teams is another technology in a long string of technologies that claims to help, claims to drive people to, to work better together. People don't work together better because of the tools. People work together badly. I mean, people are just sort of bad at it because they're selfish or they're afraid or they're, incented in different ways or whatever the answer is. I mean, there are lots of reasons people don't work well together and giving them different tools is not going to change those basic issues. Right. So, you know, the context of how do we think about collaboration in a tool set like teams might be different than a tool set like SharePoint. But if we can't talk about how the people do their stuff, you know, when you have a problem, do you pick up your phone and call somebody or whatever the kids do today, text people or whatever it is, if you never reach out and you never look for somebody who knows more than you do, then you're not a great collaborator. And so I've lost you there. Locked up on me. It froze. It's a big part of uh, not, I'm still here. You're, you're, you're moving. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. So, you know, again, it all comes down to how do we get these people to work together better? And oh, by the way, we're using some technology to enable it. Well, that's why I, I like that. You know, so Carewan and Timo, of course, both know really well. Now, Microsoft and talks extensively about it being, you know, teams, not, it's not about the technology. It's about a cult, cultural change. You think about that, no matter what the technology that you're deploying or that's the, you know, the, the, the basis for going out there and now, hey, we're going to improve the way that we're working together as people, like it's an opportunity to go and then have conversations where it's, it's an icebreaker. Hey, we've got to deploy this new software and hardware. It's, it's an icebreaker. It's a moment to go and say, you know what, let's, as an organization, let's look at the things that we're doing well and areas where we can improve and where we can change process or implement certain aspects of the technology or things to not change because we're doing it really well. And while it may not be the most advanced, 
and this is always my argument, whatever the new version of whatever's coming out, I'd say, you know, yes, you should go and upgrade unless it doesn't make sense to upgrade. <laughs> right. You know, you know I, I have right here next to my desk, I have this pile of note cards. I use note cards a lot because they work for me. Yeah. You know, they're not one note. They're not teams, wikis. They're, you know, I have a pile of note cards. Over I, there. I, I am a list guy. I'm harassed constantly, especially I had uh, Noah Sparks, you know, Noah you know, came over and yep. we were recording here in my home office and all of my sticky notes and the different things. Rather, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's I, don't like my, I don't want my cards sticking to anything. Yeah. But he, but he says, like, we got to do. I'm like, I use it. He's like, you got planners. Like, I use it. I got other products. Look, I use it. And one note I have, I still have, um, you know, I use uh, notebooks. I use uh, spiral bound, you know, and I capture things. I, I do type things out. Um, you know, I live and breathe inside of OneNote, but it it works for me to jot something down in the placement and where it moves next. It's all part of that system. I don't yeah. want to stop doing something that I'm efficient at, right? Because it may not be the you know I'm I'm killing slowly the uh, the post-it note trees of the world. I realize <laughs> that. Well, those uh, trees are no good because they're sticky and bright colored. I, I know. Yeah. So nobody in the forest likes them. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, you know, because he, he can never sneak around. You, you see, he leaves the notes all over. Everywhere you go, those things are sticking to you. That's right. But it's, uh, but again, it's the, sometimes there is, uh, it's, it's all right to, uh, to merge new in with the old and have a blend. In fact, it, it, you have long term, you have more stickiness, to use that term, of new technology if it is integrated in with some of those old processes and old, old things. Well, we find we, the right mix. The right yeah, we, have, we, we always, no matter where we are in our technical evolution, we have a portfolio of options. You know, I've got my, my index cards, you've got your stickies, we've got OneNote to do teams. That, you know, it just keeps going and going and going. We have a portfolio of options. We can't use them all, and we shouldn't. We should use the ones that make make the most sense for the task at hand. And unfortunately, many people view it as, well, whatever somebody tells me I have to use is what I'm going to shoehorn everything into now. Right. And that's great if you're selling a software product, but it's not great for productivity. Right. Um, yeah, no, people that's not, love that's not a dig at Microsoft. That's yeah. a dig at, yeah. Well, that, that, you know, people want to be, and you hear that all the time. That's part of the whole which tool when argument, you know, that they're wait, they're waiting for this prescriptive advice, like, oh, you're trying to do this. Well, here's the right tool. And right. here's the three things that you must do, which is great for content marketing. You know, <laughs> right. five ways to do something, the three things that you need. You to won't know. believe what happens yeah. next. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I don't do so much of the clickbait, but I used to, as just for a joke, I was just, I forgot that I did this while back, but I used to with, with Twitter and stuff. And I would do something like SharePoint community related. And then I'd put in like hashtag Justin Bieber, hashtag, you know, whatever the <laughs> latest, you know, things going on. And, and, uh, and occasionally then I get some, uh, uh, you know, followers on there that were uh, questionable uh, from those. But, uh, you know, I just, just did it to, to, to get it more, uh, you know, visible. I remember when you used to do that. It was confusing to me because, <laughs> you know, I, I like my content to be homogenous. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I, yeah, it was, it was beautiful. I need to start doing that again. Just at random. Oh, that was back hashtags. when you were young and frivolous. Yeah, yeah that's right. 
So now you, I know the damage you, that can be done by by uh, you know errant hashtags. You know that was before you were a grandfather. That's true. Yeah, things have so, changed. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, old gray gray moving in. I so I should just go the direction of you. Go go white. No one ever knows that I'm you know gray. It's not a direction. It's just what happened. You know. <laughs> yeah, you used to have jet black hair when I first met you. Yeah. <laughs> You used to have teeth, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark, people want to know more about you, find out more about your company. What, they how are can they find out? They are fascinated by me. I know. It's, I, it, it's a little hard to handle. Yeah. So, Well, I'm, I'm on Twitter, SimpMark, S-Y-M-P-M-A-R-C. Um, my company is Simpraxis Consulting. We have, a, we have a website, as skinny as it is. And, uh, you know, I'm out and about and love the community work. So odds are if you go to a conference or something, I could be there. And please come up and say hello. And somebody from your team. I think yeah, that you just need to, to mark them better. They need to be wear branded clothing. There needs to be more some practice consulting. So we, we, um, maybe we do need some sort of logo stuff. We've been trying to avoid it. Julie gets us uh, all luggage tags. Everybody gets those. <laughs> when we, we so at least, at least your luggage match. So the, red, the red caps know who we are. That's right. <laughs> So it's, it, it, I should say, Julie Turner, Todd Clint, a lot of people know who they are. Derek Cash Peterson is somebody who's very well known in the Boston area. If you know I know her. Derek. Yep. Um, and then Emily Mancini joined us from one of our clients, and she's uh, proving to be a lot smarter than we are in a lot of ways, which is a little spooky. We're, we're having a fun time. We have a good bunch of people. That's great. Well, it is a great team. And uh, thanks a lot for doing this. And we'll have to, uh, you need to come in, uh, both you and Julie, at some point in the next year, um, come do a guest webinar for the user group too. We're getting more and more people watching those. And that'd be I fun to do. Doing that yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to get people in some of this, especially to come and talk about a niche product or something to uh, fly all the way to Utah to do a user group. And uh, so it's really likes to ski. Hey, we've got our uh, SharePoint Saturday in February, and we do a share ski. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, all right, Mark, hey, it was great talking right. to you. Yeah, great to catch up. Take it easy.